Welcome to The Sinner and the Saint. I'm Melissa Bell. And I'm Allison Kane. And today we are talking about loneliness. Don't you wish you were lonely? Are you surrounded by your family members? Are you in coronavirus quarantine? Maybe. Maybe. Maybe you're lonely for friends. Mm. And nights out at restaurants, movies. Yeah. Yeah. Target. Target. Retail therapy. But really, loneliness is a thing. Yeah, we're recording Quarantined this. Quarantined or not. <laughs> we're recording this right in the middle of a, you know, quarantine. Um, so this topic is very real, though it might not feel real right now. Though it might also, because isolation. Absolutely. You know, loneliness and isolation, even if you're with your people, because... We love our people, but it's nice to be lonely from them sometimes. <laughs> we know, uh, in all honesty, research has even shown that loneliness is connected to a number of health issues like diabetes and heart disease and, of course, depression and substance abuse and just overall quality of life. And what, what surprised me in this study is that they found that it affects younger Americans more than the elderly. That really shocked me. Like uh, Generation Z, which is like those in the ages of 18 to 22, were the loneliest generation. Y'all need to find the voices in your head because my voices are really friendly sometimes. So we have a good time together. <laughs> never lonely. You're never lonely, right? <laughs> but I did um, watch something somewhere that said isolation, you know, being in isolation, not around people on a daily basis is as bad as smoking 17 packs of cigarettes a day. Wow. Nope, 17 cigarettes, not 17 packs. I was like, woo, that's a... 17 cigarettes, sorry about that. (laughs) Sorry about you. Um, Yeah, there are a lot of different kinds of loneliness that, you know, you can talk about. I think oftentimes we get so caught up in loneliness is about, you know, not having friends. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's so much more than that. Like, there can be loneliness in your marriage. Yeah. Um, When your husband isn't on the same page, maybe. Or, I mean, some husbands are probably working from home now. And so you may stay at home and your husband is in the vicinity with you. And you are so excited. And he is so doing his job right now. That's right. And you're like, babe, but I'm here. And marriages have highs and lows, you know, they ebb and flow just like the tides. And um, there are times when you feel just like roommates and then other times you feel like you are just started dating again, you know, and that that is marriage and know that that is normal. Mm-hmm. But it also takes work on both people's parts, um, you know, to keep those conversations going and that that marriage alive. And, you know, there can be transitional loneliness. Mm. Too. That's a whole nother thing. If you if you start a new job or you move into a new neighborhood or you move to a whole new city, yeah. I have a friend moving to a whole new state in the middle of all this. Oh my goodness. Um. Yeah, I mean that's that's lonely. Figuring out your new rhythm, figuring out your you know your new favorite restaurant, your new hangout, your church, your your people, your coffee shop, you know. Yeah, you know, it's really weird. We moved to our neighborhood a couple of years ago, and before that, we um, rented a house in this great neighborhood, and we had friends right on the block, and we would go to dinner, like we would have dinner at so-and-so's house one week, and then the next, uh-huh. we were always together, we did everything together, 
That's you so know, fun. walk down our pajamas for a cup of coffee. Um, we were super excited to have our new house, and man, it changed the dynamics, and we are literally a mile and a half away. It just changed. You're right. It's amazing how it changes. Yeah. Just that little bit of, you don't even have to move cities or states. Yeah. That's right. Then there's, then there's life stage loneliness. Oh. Minus Corona quarantine. That's a life stage. Now add that to your list. But if you have a new baby, <laughs> yeah, you really feel isolated at first. Oh my gosh. I'll tell you what. Um, so I have given birth to three children and every time my um, postpartum depression got worse. And so by the time I had William when I was 37 or 38 years old, I was in the deepest, darkest pit. I cried oh. every single day. To the point where the pediatrician called me to check in on me. Oh, wow. Like, hey, Melissa. That's all she had to say, and I would best out crying. Um, and I had a good friend that came over, and she took us out um, for the first time. I mean, here I am. I already have two other babies. I've already had two other babies, right? And here's William. I'm not sure what made him different. But <laughs> <laughs> we're still not sure. But um, she said, we're... We're going to do this because with two adults and one baby, I think we're going to beat this. Oh. And so we went to lunch, and it just made all the difference in the world. Absolutely. Somebody just to reach out to you. Yeah. And to to recognize those life stages. I mean, you might be care, uh, caring for your aging parents. Mm-hmm. That's lonely. You know, because you're busy doing all these other things. You don't have time. I have a friend going through this now. Uh, she has a brother-in-law with um, terminal cancer. And, you know, she had a mom who was sick and she was aging, you know, caring for her who's since passed. But she couldn't do all the lunches with friends and all the other activities. She had other things she was doing. And that, so that can be lonely. Loneliness, um, if you're single Mm -hmm. and all your other friends are married uh, or you're divorced, you know, uh, or widowed, that can, that can bring it on. Or you're an empty nester. Then there's spiritual loneliness. Girl, Ooh, you know, like you're seeking God, but he's, you're like, where are you? I just, I'm not hearing your voice. I'm not seeing you at work in my life like I have in the past. Oh, yeah, that's an, un, that's an uneasy feeling when all it of a sudden is. you feel like, oh, my gosh, God is so far away from me. But, y'all, God doesn't change you do, so sorry about it. And sometimes I do feel like God kind of steps away mm. for a moment to draw us you know, to to let us, I don't know, simmer on things. He's there. <laughs> yeah. But he's just stepped back. Um, you know, he's always right there. We, we step away, but he's letting us simmer on things. But, you know, that can be loneliness in church, too. Yeah, like, am I the only one that has these questions? Am I the only one that doubts? Am I the only one that... Doesn't know how to look up scripture. Yeah. Or, Am I the only one that doesn't know where all these books of the Bible are that can't sing those little childhood songs everybody else sings? Yeah. It feels lonely sometimes. Or maybe, you know, you have a spouse that doesn't even go to church with you. But everybody else seems to be sitting around with their spouse, you know. Um, gosh, there's loneliness in being different. Mm. Good gracious. I mean, I, I feel like my kids are always saying to me, like, we're the only family that does that. None of my other friends have to volunteer at church. None of my other, all my other friends get to go to those kinds of movies. You know, I'd be like, you need some new friends then, don't you? Yeah. I'm like, well, you know what I'm going to say to that? I don't care what their parents say. Yeah. (laughs) You know, um, it can feel lonely. Like you're the only one out there trying to, you know, live a certain way and, and 
you're just on the social fringes, you know, it just, it can be lonely. Yeah. And then work loneliness, you got that too. Like if you work from home, mm-hmm. you're not around people, maybe you are a working mom and all your other friends are stay at home moms and they get to hang out all the time. Oh, and the guilt that comes with both of those. Yeah. Staying at home or working. Yeah. Either the stay at home mom thinks, oh my gosh, look, that working mom gets to go to work every day and be around all these people and she dresses nice and she has her makeup and her hair done and, you know, her kids are so um, put together, whatever it is, you know, and then this working mom is like, what is it like to stay home every day and spend all the extra time with my kids and serve my family well? And then sometimes I think it makes us put up barriers and walls to those around us. And we don't even know that we're doing it. Um... Because it becomes a defense mechanism. Yeah. And it could be our closest friends that we don't realize we've built a barrier around. I, I agree. And, and the, you know, the point is that each of us, each of the people in those situations are experiencing loneliness just in different ways. Right. Um, and, I mean, we could go on and on. Yeah. But that's just to widen our perspective on what loneliness can look like. It's not like I just don't have any friends today. You know, there's all kinds. But, there, but there's some solutions, too. Mm-hmm. To the to loneliness, um, and the most obvious is connect in real life, not just online. Yeah, so that's hard in quarantine. Quarantine, uh, we're gonna say post quarantine, you should yeah. connect in person. Totally, <laughs> <laughs> you know. And then once you're out of quarantine, you can rethink how you spend your free time. You know how instead of well, everybody's gonna be ready to get out of the house, so that'll be good. That'll get people out. You know, you're gonna be wanting to go to a movie and dinner again. Yeah. Um, instead of hunkering down at home. Um, this is interesting. Talking to strangers has actually been proven um, to just trivial interactions with people, like chatting to the cashier or barista, can actually keep loneliness at bay by helping us feel more socially connected. I think that's so interesting. I mean, just saying, hey. I, I like to talk to people. I don't know. The kids hate it. I'm like, I lo- hey, that color looks so good on you. You and I should go out together because my kids are so embarrassed all the time. Like, oh, my gosh, Mom, you're not going to. <laughs> yes, I am. I know. They're like, Mom, why do you talk to people you don't know? I'm like, why don't you talk to people you don't know? <laughs> right? They have some interesting stories, and people need to be seen. Absolutely. I mean, that may be the only compliment that person gets or positive reinforcement that person that's what i think they may have had the worst day ever and if i can just say oh my gosh that color looks so pretty on you yeah i'm gonna do it by dog we can drop the kids off at the movies at north hills and you and i can go talk to all the shop people that's great i I like that idea okay that'll be fun we'll do that (laughs) put that on the calendar you know starting a small group or a bible study online Mm -hmm. or in person Um, just connecting with other people. One of my greatest friends and oldest friends is someone that I knew. uh, We've known each other over 20 years. We were neighbors. She was lonely. She was a single working young professional. And we had townhomes in the same place. And she literally decided one night she was done with loneliness. So she came over, knocked on my door and said, hey, I'm starting a supper club. Do you want to come? I love it. And I was like, yes. And so we had a few of us in the neighborhood, and we all got together for supper clubs, and we're still friends 20 years later. That's awesome. So I was um, in Texas, and I was super lonely because I had worked at the church, and I had 
surface. I mean, I knew to everybody, right? Everyone knows you when you work at the church because they probably need something from you. But um, <laughs> So, you know, I, I couldn't go very far where someone wouldn't know who I was. So we moved right. to Texas and nobody knew who I was. So while A, it was awesome because I could be whoever I wanted to be like, I am Wonder Woman. But um, no, I gave my real name. But uh, <laughs> I um, felt lonely. These people said, oh, yeah, we stay home. We're home during the day. And I would be home all day and they would not be home. And at least I didn't know they were home. So I assumed maybe they all just like had a party at somebody's house and didn't invite me. But it turns out a lot of people just sit at home and think about how lonely they are. And so I decided, um, I had heard about this thing called the turquoise table. And uh, this woman in Austin, Texas, uh, Kristen Shell, she painted her picnic table turquoise and put it in front of the yard as a symbol of gathering and community. And so I wreaked havoc on this neighborhood. These poor people didn't know what was coming. And I, I painted it. a table turquoise, and I took these invitations, obviously not during a quarantine time, uh, took these invitations, and I invited 40 houses. I had no idea who lived in those homes. I had no idea who was going to show up. But they all had seen the turquoise table on the back porch of our house because mm-hmm. the way our yard was laid out was right on the main drag, and you could see it. And it grew over time and um the easter before we left i gave out um easter egg hunt invitations because i'm not going to go where there's five million people i just don't like that many people so i'm like i'll have one at my house yeah and so we had 65 people show up oh my gosh that's still a big number right and the thing is it was we never knew um who was going to come because it, it was not you know RSVP. RSVP. Right. It was like, if you come, bring 12 filled eggs. That's all I have for you. Oh. And 65 people showed up. They didn't even know who lived in the house, which was fine with me. And neighbors were meeting neighbors that didn't mm. had lived next to each other for 10 years. And what a gift you left them when you exited Texas. Yeah. And then I donated the table in the neighborhood, and we mm. put it in somebody else's yard. So it was just a creative way to... You took things into your own hands. Yeah, Instead girl. of sitting around having a pity party. I took control. I mean, I have a pity party for a little while, but then you got to kick yourself, put on your big girl panties and do something about it, right? Yeah. Right. And, like, if you're experiencing spiritual loneliness, um, find something to kind of kickstart it. You know, get a new devotional. Get a, Read a new uh, Bible translation. Do some photo meditation journaling. Um I don't know. Everybody likes to color now. Color a Bible verse. I mean, look, find a new way to um, to come to God and experience Him and His written word. Whatever sounds exciting to you. Maybe you listen to it instead of read it. Um, there are so many churches online right now because yes. of this quarantine. You could listen to a message every hour of every day and still not listen to them all. Um, I'm going to start doing that instead of listening to the news. Or, oh, good idea. Uh, one place that I get really close with God is in the garden. I know that sounds oh, weird. No, it doesn't but at I'm all. I'm just sitting outside, picking weeds, looking at the flowers, listening to the birds. You know, the birds that. don't seem concerned. I did prayer walks for a while. Mm. Um, you know, I would just, I would go by myself, uh, which seems bad for loneliness but it was actually great because then I was taught I talked to God the whole time mm-hmm. and so we would just visit and talk and I would listen and you know sometimes he threw, threw something on my heart and other times he didn't yeah yeah <laughs> but um and ironically finding a hobby that you can do by yourself has been shown to help you 
because surrounding yourself with other people cures your loneliness, but it's very short-lived. And so as soon as you leave that person, you're lonely again. Mm. But when you learn to be with yourself, yeah, you know that it's okay to be with yourself sometimes. I mean, some people have the opposite problem. They just can't be alone um, ever. And that's not healthy either. You know, um, I was just thinking, have you ever felt alone in a crowded room? Oh, girl. All the, mm-hmm, yeah. So... <laughs> Thinking about the Gen Z, is that what they're called? Uh, so many of us these days, we have a person that we take out. It's not our true selves, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the person that we use to interact with the world. But when you get home, you're lonely because guess what? You did not leave the house. Mm-hmm. The fake you left the house, right? Tell Your it. persona left the house mm-hmm. and interacted with the world. But you're still alone because no one spoke to the depths of your soul. Right. So you got to find those people. And you got to you know get below to the be surface. Then that's be 10. It has to be two. That's right. That's yeah. right. And you know, God is always there too. I mean, he understands Jesus. He was lonely. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we see this through scripture. It's proven like there was no one like him. I mean, even his parents and siblings misunderstood him. (laughs) I mean, think about how difficult it would have been to have friends when he's, like, perfect and without sin. He didn't need Instagram to look perfect like he actually was. You know, like, (laughs) I I mean, like, did he have, like, the perfect hair? Perfect skin. (laughs) Perfect skin. Never had a body. I don't know. You know, like, we don't know that. But he was walking perfection on this earth. And, I mean... There was no one else like him. There never has been. That's lonely. Yeah. Good gracious. I think it feels lonely just to try to live a Christian life in this crazy world. I got nothing on what Jesus went through. Yeah. Mm. And then as an adult, I mean, think about that. He rode like this wave of emotions from, he was like adored on Palm Sunday, Mm -hmm. then hated, thrown up on the cross. I mean, people like plotted against him, sought out it, and you know... That's lonely. Yeah. That's lonely. You know, he even went away to be with the father. He would take his boat. Yeah. And like scoot off, scoot away from the crowd. And I'm thinking, I need a boat. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Sometimes I need a boat because no one here on this earth can feel that loneliness. That's for sure. And so. so Only he gets some of it. Mm -hmm. So getting along with him can fill those crevices that only he can fill. So if you're not hitting on all those things, Mm -hmm. you know, letting someone know who you are at the very core, letting God fill those only places that only he can fill. And I even think being out in the community and sharing, um, I do think there's a big benefit in helping other people. Absolutely. It gives you some worth and some value. Mm -hmm. If you're not hitting all those, you're probably lonely. For sure. There's plenty of ways to help the community and volunteering that's going around. You know, even as even as Jesus approached the cross, I mean, he felt abandoned mm-hmm. by his own father, you know, for a little bit. And in the garden, yeah. when he's like crying out, please just don't let, he wasn't lonely, but he was feeling that pressure, man. So I, th- I guess the point is like, don't forget God understands how exactly how you feel. Jesus being part of God. I mean, he has experienced it. There's nothing that we experienced 
or we experience that he hasn't also felt and he's not left your side and he has created us for community and desires for us to have companionship um but it does take action it does take action on on your your part part. (laughs) that's right and and sometimes that action can just start with prayer that he will place new friends in your path and give you the courage and the time to reach out and start getting involved yeah i mean sometimes it's as simple as going over to a neighbor's for coffee um sometimes it is going to the gym when the coronavirus is over and (laughs) (laughs) there's a caveat for everything now (laughs) (laughs) but yeah Um, you have to be a part of i always say the healing but you have to be a part of it you can't just expect um the world to come entertain you like a circus right that's right but harsh sorry (laughs) <laughs> no, just truth, just facts, yeah. just the facts, ma'am. Well, this has been, I feel like, a really good conversation. We appreciate y'all joining us today, and we look forward to being with you again next week on The Center and the Saint. <laughs>